they wanted to ease me in. I could say a lot, but I want to pray because I want to share what God wants to say. Amen? Let's pray. God, I just thank you that you are such a good God. You're a good dad. You love us. You care for us. God, I thank you for my brothers and sisters in Christ. And Lord, uh, there is a lot I could say, but Lord, I just want to say what you want me to say. And the Holy Spirit, would you have your way in this service, God? We have times to reflect and share testimonies and pray for one another and respond to your word, God. Pray that it would be led by you and that it would be for you. In Jesus' name, amen. So really excited to, uh, to be here and, and sharing. Uh, for those who don't know, I just recently uh, came off a sabbatical, resumed uh, on January 1st. And so, uh, yeah, there's so many things I could share, but I wanted to start sharing just a couple of just testimonies, if that's okay, just to encourage us. Is that okay? Just some testimonies. Some from things I've been reading, from stories I've heard, uh, just personal. Uh, today's, for the actual message, actually be quite interactive in like a large group sense. Um, and I'll share that in just a little bit. So I will need your help in order to do most of this message after some testimony sharing. Uh, but I wanted to start there because there's something about testimony. You know, when God does something in your life and you share it with someone, it, it builds up the person sharing, but also the person receiving. Have you noticed that? It's like, this is what God's done in my life. You know, God met me here. God provided for this. The breakthrough, the healing, the salvation, whatever God wants to do. That testimony is so, so powerful. And I want to share a testimony quickly. I'm going to summarize it because there's a lot of different things I want to hit on. From a book I was reading over my sabbatical called Miraculous Movements, um, for those who've gotten kind of the sabbatical letter update either in the mail or via email, I recommend this book. Highly recommend. I believe there's 31 testimonies from what God's doing in like the global south, which is like Africa, India, Middle East. It's just absolutely amazing. But the thing that astonishes me is it does, you see it in the Bible, but God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things in him. Amen? You see it all through scripture. Even the people Jesus chose as his disciples, get some fishermen, get some tax collectors. Like, these are not like the super educated people for some of them. They're just ordinary people, but empowered by God's spirit. So one story I just want to share just to give glory to God from this book as we begin is one about um, uh, specifically uh, a woman who, was un who didn't know how to read. So she didn't know how to read, but someone came and started telling her about the gospel. And she just started to take it into heart. So she started memorizing scripture by someone else's sharing. She couldn't read the Bible herself, but she's just taking it in, right? And she just absorbed scripture. So much so that she could start sharing that with other people. And so she would share it wherever she can. She would spend time in prayer. She would intercede, like we were learning last Sunday, to stand in the gap for others. And she would pray. Anyways, so this lady who was unable to read... <laughs> Learns all scripture just by someone telling it to her. She then meets a man who used to follow, um, it was in a different faith, and uh, she just begins to share to this man, who happened to be blind, how much Jesus loves him. He comes to know Christ, right? And he goes out, this is crazy, he goes out led by the Spirit into a taxi cab, and the God would just bring him to different towns in his area. And he started just sharing Jesus, seeing disciples made, and this one guy who can't see and was being led by no one else by the Holy Spirit ended up lead, uh, starting five different churches in five different towns. Does that not blow your mind? So someone who can't read, absorbs scripture just by someone sharing it, has it all in her heart, is equipping others to pray, to share, and then a man who can't see is stumbling through villages that actually, if he was to be outspoken about what he was doing, possibly could be persecuted or killed. 
But God was so good, he would bring him to someone that was a person of peace. Anyways, that's just one testimony in there, maybe to strike your interest. I would highly encourage you, if you're finding that your faith is a little bit like, eh, flatline, or like, maybe I could step up a little bit more, read about how God's using extraordinary, doing extraordinary things through ordinary people. One of the things we'll be focusing on today is approaching God as a child. And here's some testimonies from children. Um, one, uh, one opportunity I had over the sabbatical is I got to go to San Diego. And while I was there, I was prayer walking in San Diego uh, with, uh, with a guy I've met online and then with his son. I'll just call his son John, that's not his real name, who was 11 years old. And we were literally out uh, just, just walking around, just seeing how we could meet needs and pray. And this 11-year-old with so much boldness and courage is going up to some soccer players on a turf field, and he's just like, hey, can I share a story with you? And they're like, yeah. He's like, and he's just sharing Jesus stories. Hey, can I tell you about a time when, you know, 10 leopards were sick, and then Jesus healed them, and one came back? They're like, okay. And he's literally just sharing it on the spot. This is an 11-year-old, by the way. Just going out with boldness and courage. I don't know about you, but when I was, I was like there, I was like, I could use a little bit more boldness in my life, right? I like to make a lot of excuses for why God can't use me. And maybe you're like me too. You're like, well, okay, I can read, but no, okay, uh, I can see, but okay. Uh, well, I'm older than 11, but I don't. I think we can make a lot of excuses. But I was so encouraged. I was like, wow, God, you're using even young people, blind people, people who can't read, to share your gospel, not just in the global south, but here in San Diego. Another story I heard of was a middle school uh, girl in Texas who just got so hold of Jesus that in her public school, she's actually started three groups recently with all unbelievers studying God's word. Isn't that pretty awesome? Yeah. I don't know about you, but that kind of challenges me a little bit. Like, Lord, maybe there's a little bit more I could be, you know, stepping into. Maybe, God, I'm not quite at the potential of where the Lord might want me to be. Because sometimes in our faith, we can just be honest. We're like, well, I've arrived. I plateau for some of those who like to use cruise control in your car. I'm just going to cruise control my spirituality and just set it until Jesus comes back or I go home. But I'm believing, I think, us together, I'm hoping, I think there's a little bit more we can grow in, amen? A little bit more that we can step into, a little bit more boldness, a little bit more compassion, a little bit more reliance on the Holy Spirit and less reliance on ourselves. And that's what I was seeing was young men and women, and old too, fully equipped of the Holy Spirit to step out exactly where God wants them to go. The last testimony I'll share briefly is just a personal one. Uh, during the, um, this past summer, actually, I was hiking Azure with my boys, with Peter and Josh. It's coming down. Uh, I wore too much clothes. I was overheating. You might have had this experience before hiking. So I was like sweating like crazy, out of shape, you know. I was doing the whole like watch my kids hike and I was like 20 feet behind, you know, for support. You know, I just want to make sure no one sneaks up on them. I'm like, Peter, Josh, Tell mom, I love her, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, maybe not that bad, but it was close. Anyways, I get to the bottom of the mountain, I'm like dead tired. I'm like, oh, just a mess. You know, you get like the salt sweat stains, you know what I'm talking about? You're just like, oh man, this is not pretty. I don't feel that great. Should have brought more water, brought this much water for three people, you know, that kind of hike. And so I was like, wow. But God, at the bottom of the mountain, wanted me to talk to someone. I'll just call this guy Steve, that's not his name. And I was like, Holy Spirit, I do not want to talk to anybody because... I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I want to drive home. Anybody else ever want to just do your plan instead of God's plan? I'm like, I just want to do me. And I'm like, and I'm exhausted, this is the worst time. Lord, if you want me to reach out to someone, just do it in a schedule where I have a margin, <laughs> right? I, I'll give you an hour once a week, and the rest of life is me. We shouldn't live that way, but we sometimes do. So anyways, uh, I was there, and the Lord's like, just 
listen to him. So calling this guy Steve. So he seemed really friendly, really open for some rhyme reason. I'm like across the parking lot, hey, how's it going? He's like, Steve, I'm, I'm Jim, trying to get my kids, like, you know, back home, whatever. And, uh, he, and I'm like, God, I don't even know what to say. And then the Holy Spirit's like, just listen. So as I hear Steve sharing it, I realize that he has some significant health issues. And I, I felt like the Holy Spirit's prompting, you, you need to listen a little bit more and ask about that. So I asked about that, and that just opened up a, a bunch of sharing about stuff in his, when he was younger, super serious health issues. And then God's like, just pray for him. And this feels really awkward, right? Sweaty, sweat stains, exhausted, he's over there. I'm like, ah, I just want to do me, Lord. God's like, yes, but this isn't your will, it's my will, it's about to happen. So I decided to pray. And so I'm just praying about 30 feet away. God, would you just bless Steve? God, you hear all these health issues. God, I pray for healing over him in Jesus' name. It's a pretty sweaty, exhausted prayer. But once again, prayer's not based on Jim, amen? Prayer's based on Jesus. I heard it once said, when we work, we work. But when we pray, God works. And so this is a God-working moment. And so I got, I got Steve's number. I'm like, hey, can we just exchange? Just so I can follow up with you, right? This is what he said. Here's exhausted Jim, like at my worst, right? But Christ at his highest. Steve looks at me and says, I've never been so cared for my entire life. He's probably around my age than in this moment right now. And I look back on that, and I was almost just going to go right by it. I wasn't going to take the time because I was too tired. My kids are hungry. I'm sweaty. I'm dehydrated. And then I followed up with him, and a month later, I'm like, Steve, how are you feeling? Can I just be praying for you? And he's like, I've never felt better than I ever have in my entire years of life since you prayed for me. Can we give glory to God? Yeah. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. I want to start with some testimonies because I just want to encourage all of us that God is working all around the globe, right? Global South, South America, Africa, Middle East, Asia, but God, would you come in the global north, North America, Canada, UK? God is at work. The question isn't, God, are you working? But Lord, am I available for you to work through me? Are you with me? Because sometimes I'm like, God, why are you not working? Like, why do I have all, all the miracles are down somewhere in Africa, you know, Middle East, South America? Like, why, Lord? And God's working. But will we be positioned? Will we have the faith and humility to be used by God even here? And so a moment, we're going to look at our scripture together. It's going to be highly participatory. I'm going to need help, your help greatly to make this happen. Because I want to share something I've been learning about over the sabbatical a way of just kind of looking at God's scripture. But instead of telling you about it, I just thought we could actually do it together. But before we get there, last week, Juby gave a fantastic message on prayer. Amen? Yeah. Juby here? I don't know if she's here today. I don't see her, but if you're home, Juby, love you. That was awesome. I was challenged after that message, right? I was praying with someone in the body. I'm like, how do you want to grow this week? Prayer. How do you want to grow? Prayer. I want to increase in prayer. I want to spend time like Mary did with Jesus, at the feet of Jesus, just listening, slowing the pace down just to be with my dad and to move from there to pray for others. Locally, St. Lawrence County, our nation, globally, intercede for others. Amazing. But I just want to ask, because we, we, we broke into small groups. For those who were here last week, we broke into small groups, and we were praying together. And this is, a, this is going to be where the participation comes in. I know that we don't normally do this in this kind of style service, but if you want to help me out, that'd be awesome, uh, just because it makes it more of a uh, kind of like a conversation. Um, I have Alan, I think, ready. You got a mic? 
Yes, Alan. He's right there with the mic. I just want you to think back. For those who are here in person or online, was there any testimonies or anything that God was doing last week that maybe you just wanted to quickly share as a way to encourage the body? And when it comes to sharing things this morning, I just encourage you to think it through. Does this glorify God? Does this build up others? And can it also be concise? There's just three things right there, right? Concise things can be strong. We want to think we want to glorify God. We want to build up people and also be concise. But as we think back at last week praying together, any, uh, any testimonies, praises, anything that God did, uh, ways you've been stepping out or just an encouragement to grow that maybe you might want to share with the church body this morning? So Alan has a mic. doesn't need to be long. But if there's something you would like to share, I just want to give some space as we want to be both hearers of God's word, let's pray, but also doers of God's word, we actually pray. Are you with me? Right? Hearers and doers. Any, any examples, testimonies, a small baby step of faith, whatever, or maybe a major one from this past week? I'm just going to give this a moment before we move on. If there's anything anyone would like to share from last week. So feel free to think about it. I know normally we're not putting you on the spot like this, but we're having fun. That's what people say when you do something uncomfortable. We're going to have fun. We're going to clean our room. Right up here. All right, Alan, if you want to come right up here. Thanks. See, Andrew, if we're going first, I know it can be kind of a, a little nervous to go first, so thank you. No problem. So um, I don't, many of you have been praying for my family, and last week was hard, and well, it kind of stunk, actually, and God showed me that um, your prayers took care of all the stuff I couldn't handle. Does that make sense? None of us had COVID. And I went from hospital to hospital, and none of us had COVID. And no surgeries were canceled because we didn't have COVID. I traveled in blizzards, and we were okay. People came alongside us that I didn't even know. And then I was in a hospital where the night before, the kitchen caught on fire. And they couldn't feed people. They were stressed, and they were upset, and they were worried and concerned, and how are we going to take care of all these people? And it was in Rochester, and Rochester is now getting all of the patients from Syracuse and Buffalo because they have too much COVID in Syracuse and Buffalo. And there were these people that were there who normally work in the kitchen that was closed. And one of them said to me, I'm really sorry your breakfast isn't very good this morning. We normally do a much better job. <laughs> and I said, yeah, but I have breakfast. And you had to work extra hard to make that happen, and I really appreciate that. And he said to me, can I pray for your situation here at the hospital? Wow. And I said, absolutely, and can I pray for you guys as well? And that was just confirmation that God really takes care of us for the dumb stuff like driving and the scary stuff like, well, do we have COVID? And for the not-so-great breakfast, but a chance to have a to pray with someone who really cares. So, God's pretty cool. Amen. Can we give glory to God? Thank you for sharing. Wow. Thank you, God. What an encouragement. Thank you for sharing that in the, in the midst of the struggle, the testimonies there. Thank you. Can we have one other person who has any testimony, if, if there is another person, before we go to the next piece, just because there's some different stuff we'll be doing? We, yeah. Yep. We'll go Courtney, and then we'll go to the, the next piece after Courtney. Hi, everyone. <laughs> So last week, um, I was just cleaning out the basement and decided to bring a bunch of stuff that I wasn't using and um, to helping hands. And I was just felt led to ask them, like, 
what do they need? And it kind of just, after Judy's message, just um, I felt resonated with me when they told me that kids were cold and people were just cold in their house. So that's what led me. I felt like the Holy Spirit to reach out to Jim to ask him to spread the message to bring blankets and anything warm to these people in need. And I just felt like that was something led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Amen. Lord God, let's give God the glory. Thank you for your obedience to that, Courtney. It's so neat, just that small step of obedience. You just don't know where it's going to go. And Courtney, thank you for sharing that, because now there's many of us who have been able to give to Helping Hands about a need we wouldn't have known without you sharing. So thank you, Courtney, for your obedience there. We're going to take a moment. <laughs> you just got to be flexible with me this morning. You're like, man, Jim's back. What is he doing? I asked myself that, too. Um, we're going we're, we're to have an opportunity to care well for one another. Uh, and Scripture makes it clear that the leaders in a church are supposed to equip the body for service. The body being the other believers, the brothers and sisters in Christ here. And so we're going to have a moment to care for one another. Um, and specifically, I felt like the Lord was putting on my heart to pray for those who are sick this morning. I know some of us are sick personally. We have physical ailments I've been struggling with, maybe family members. But we're just going to make some space in just like a minute or two. To, uh, essentially, I'm going to invite you, if you feel comfortable, if you like prayer, um, to essentially raise your hand if you're in person. Hey, I'd love to get prayer. And then if anyone around that person wouldn't mind, maybe a couple or one or two, to go over to them and just ask, hey, if you don't know them, get their name, share your name, and just ask, how can we be praying? Then listen to God, and then just pray. Remember, we don't heal people, but Jesus does, amen? And so we want to make some space. Recently, the Lord's been giving me a lot of dreams and visions. This is, this is new for me. I just feel like the Lord's unlocked something in me. And uh, one of the dreams God gave me, I, I used to never get dreams actually like this, but specifically, I had a dream of three Clarkson students specifically stopping by my old house. Some of you know where I was on Pine Street. And one of them was injured. There's two girls and one guy. The guy had a really bad ankle injury. They didn't know Christ yet. The guy who was injured, his parents did. And he's been praying for him. His parents were praying for him for two years in the dream. And then even this young man, he was so desperate. He didn't believe in God. But he started praying that God would heal him. He was desperate, you know, and the health, health issues weren't getting resolved. And nothing happened. But in the dream, and I feel like the Lord might want to do something even with us right now, I felt like the Lord's saying, the time for his healing is now. And so it's been two years of prayer for his ankle in the dream, and then even himself, and yet still no healing yet. But I'm really believing in faith that, Lord, would you bring some healing to places of injury that have gone on for quite a while? And maybe you've been praying for a while, maybe you have family praying for you, uh, and maybe you've given up on prayer but might the time be now for the Lord to heal you? And I'm not saying I know if that's going to happen, because it's up to Jesus. I don't heal, he does. But I thought, might we make some space to just invite the Lord to do what he wants to do this morning? So we're just going to take, for those online, we're going to take about like five minutes or so to pray. Uh, feel free to pray for people with you. If you think of someone the Lord gives in your heart, call them, text them, pray for someone that's sick if you know them. But for those in person, if you have a physical need, like you have a physical health issue, and you feel comfortable getting prayer in person, if you just want to raise your hand, and then uh, just lift it really high, and for those who are not raising their hand, would a couple of us just go to others and pray for them? So if you'd like to get prayer this morning, just keep your hand up. Um, yep, hand over here, hand over here, hand over here. Let's just move around, and we're going to spend some time praying for one another. And for those online, uh, you can just pray for those around you, or maybe invite 
uh, the Lord to lead you to pray for someone on the phone. But keep your hands lifted up, and let's take about five minutes to pray for one another. And if you're just kind of sitting here wondering what to do, feel free just to be praying uh, for the next couple of minutes. So let's just make sure that everyone who has a hand raised, that someone's going over to pray with them. So I'm going to step off the stage, and uh, I'm going to look for people to pray for as well. That can be kind of hard, especially in a, in a group, you know, just to uh, raise your hand and share. Thank you for those who are willing to go pray, whether I know it's in person um, or you're just praying for, for your seats. And for those online, I hope you're able to pray for others as well. Um, what a great God we serve, right? He's so caring. He's gentle with us. He loves us. He's a really good dad. He knows how to be patient but also encourage us. And it's so beautiful. Last, last Sunday when Juby had us praying groups, I, I opened my eyes as one of those guys, right? Open my eyes to look out. I just saw all the groups of us praying. I'm like, if this is not a beautiful picture of the body of Christ caring for one another, I felt like the Lord's like, do it again. Let's pray for those who are sick. And so, anyways, it's just, this is, it, we're a family. We're not a building, we're not an institution. We're a family. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. So, thanks for caring well for one another this morning. Thank you, God, for hearing our prayers. Thank you, Jesus. Well, this time I'm going to transition as we have, you know, time of prayer into uh, an opportunity to look at God's scripture together. Um, one thing I was learning over uh, during my sabbatical was, uh, and before then, was a, a simple Bible study tool, a way of, of, of looking at scripture that really uh, middle school kids can use, elementary, adults, whatever. It's really simple. It's a Bible study tool you discover kind of a little bit about what God's doing in the passage, what people's doing applying it to your life, and then encouraging it with someone else. And I found this acronym that some organization put together called HOPE. And so we're going to be going through that acronym together. And I, once again, I could just tell you all about it, but I felt led to actually do it with us, with you together. And so I'm going to need some help. Um, and so if we can put up, uh, um, let's see, we'll start with the HOPE, I guess. Yeah. So the HOPE, I'll tell you what it stands for. So HOPE stands for Hear from God Through the Scripture Passage. Observe what it says, that's the O. P is put into practice, and E is encourage someone. And so we're going to be looking specifically at Matthew 18, 1 to 6. And what I'm needing help with this morning is, I would love if two of you wouldn't mind reading the passage this morning. We're essentially going to hear it twice. So we're going to be looking at Matthew 18, 1 to 6. I believe we might even have it on the screen, but if you have a Bible in front of you or a phone... And you feel kind of like, yeah, I would I'd love to read. We're going to have Alan again, if he's still around. Where's Alan at? Oh, you're over there. He's just going to bring the mic over to you. Um, this is very obviously all of us included together in this process. And I appreciate you being flexible uh, to just kind of be part of this. But would anyone uh, be willing to read Matthew 18, 1 to 6? Um, uh, Bob, right back there. So we'll start with Bob and then... Marianne. So Bob will go first. He's going to read it. I encourage you to follow along. Uh, we might even have it. Yeah, we'll have it on the screen. And then we're going to hear it another time. Marianne's going to read it. Just to let God's words soak into us, that we're not moving too quickly through this encounter that Jesus had with his disciples and specifically children. So Bob, would you mind reading for us this morning? At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, 
you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and to be drowned in the depth of the sea. Thanks, Bob. And then, uh, Marianne, are you good with the reading? Alan's just going to come with the mic. And as we're hearing it the second time, Marianne's going to be uh, reading it. If it helps, feel free to close your eyes or whatever, just to kind of just soak it in, you know, just to take it in and really try to internalize uh, this, this passage into your heart. Yeah. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, Truly, I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and to be drowned in the depth of the sea. Thanks, Marianne. Thanks, Bob. So we're going to take a moment. Um, and typically, this kind of study is done in like smaller groups. So I just kind of wanted to, to have us do it together. It kind of stays better if you actually do it versus just telling someone about it. Um, we're wanting to know God's word and we want to hear it twice. But we also want to internalize it that it would almost be like if we went to, out to lunch right after this or went home and someone's like, what did you guys read in church today? Or what did you guys study? That we could summarize it in our own words. Not an interpretation of it per se, but just of the story. Like what actually happened in this story, Jesus with his disciples and sharing. So I'm going to ask if someone feels brave to try to summarize the best you can what we just heard. So I'm just looking for one person. We're, we're moving through this quick because there's a couple steps. So normally we'd spend a little bit more time. But um, anyone feel brave to try to summarize this? Yeah, right over here. Yeah, go for it. Just try to summarize it. Well, I think the summary was generally that we should become more like children and to take in children and take care of them in God's name. Yeah, so become more like children and to care for children as well. Anyone else have anything they would like to add on? That's really good. Thank you for starting us there. Anyone else like to add on to that summary? Anything else? You're like, oh, yeah, let's put on this. Yeah, Andrea, thank you for leading in us. That's really good. I think, like you were saying, it, we need to care for children because um, sometimes we don't value the least. And so we need to care for the least and become like them. And if we don't, then we're really not valuing God. Yeah. So valuing children, becoming like children um, in there. If we had a, oh, we'll go right over here. Uh, I'm going to go right on this side. One more. And then we'll have to keep moving. If we had a lot more time, give me three hours. We would let everyone go, okay? <laughs> I'm glad you're eager. I wasn't sure how this would go this year. Yeah, right back here. Yeah, yep, right back there. Yep, the lady with her hand up. Thank you for being willing. Yeah, anything else with the summary? Uh, praise be to the Lord. Um, we should not mislead the children in a wrong way. That is important. If in the faith, the faith is important, and we have to believe what God has done already on the cross, and we have to lead them in that way, not on our own efforts. Yep, to receive them in the right way. Yeah, thank you. 
Thank you so much for sharing. All right, we can keep going. So we got a summary we're working on. We want to, you know, uh, one thing I'll add on there is uh, in the beginning, if we had more time, we could hit on this, is essentially, it's interesting, the disciples want to know how to be the greatest, right? In the kingdom? <laughs> it's like, how do I become the greatest? And Jesus gives an example that would be quite shocking, I would think, to them, of how to be the greatest. You need to be a child to enter the kingdom of God. So I want to just put out a couple observation questions out there um, as we're reflecting on this. Um, so that's the here portion. Then we're going to go into observe. This is the O of the hope. Observe what it says. So if we had more time, we would do what stands out to you. That's kind of just like, hey, what's going on? I will let you know, I actually use this now for my own personal devotion time. I actually use this acronym. It's really helpful personally for me to hear God's word, understand it, apply it, and then share it. Um, if you find it helpful, feel free to use it for yourself. Um, but observe. And the two questions we're going to focus on is actually the second, the last two. Um, so what do we learn about God in this story? What does this, this story tell us about God? And as we know, there's God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. We're seeing Jesus right here specifically. So I'll ask it that way. What do we discover about Jesus in this passage? We're kind of narrowing it down a little bit more. Anybody have a thought, reflection they would like to answer? What do we learn about Jesus in this passage? And just you can just raise your hand, and then Alan, who's doing a great job, will come on over. Yeah, come right over here. Just a quick, what do we learn about Jesus uh, in this passage? He loves kids a whole lot, and he esteems them. Loves kids a whole lot and esteems them. Awesome. Thank you, Kim. Anyone else, something you see, you learn about Jesus in this past? Uh, yeah, Neil, right up here. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for participating. This is way more fun. Well, something that I've just been kind of thinking about is that God um, values, like, not necessarily blind faith, but the ability to just go into something not fully understanding it because that's what children do often. Mm. Yeah, that's good. It's really cool studying God's word because as you look at it more, first you're like, I got it. Then you look a little bit, you're like, oh, wow, thanks for sharing. That's really good. Just because of time, I'm going to have to keep moving. But what does this story tell us about people? So specifically the people that are in here we see, we have the disciples and then children. But what are we learning about the people in this story? Uh, anyone have a quick uh, hand? What's that? They want to be bigger than each other. Yeah? Do we ever do that? We might not say it that boldly, but my heart, right? I want to be first, you know? Pick me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Christian right back there. Thank you for sharing that. That's, you're right on. What do you learn about people? Um, that often we're, we, we don't like to humble ourselves. We let our pride get in the way. And so kids oftentimes don't have that perspective. And they're just doing what they're told for the most part or having to succumb to what other people are telling them to do. Yeah. And we don't do that very well as adults. There you go. Thanks, Christian. One more person, and then we're going to move on. And for some of you, if this is very uncomfortable, you're like, I'm just look used to someone just teaching the whole time. Thanks for being really flexible with me this morning. Uh, yeah, Bob. Uh, the disciples are not that different from us in that they're willing to argue or discuss something that really has no answer that will satisfy them because they want a name. We argue about great football players, great baseball players, great hockey players. We do the same thing. But instead, we ought to know, what is it that's expected of us? What do we need to do and be about? What right. do we need to be? Like a child. But they want to argue about, oh, this is the greatest, or I want this one to be the greatest, or I want to be the greatest. They argue about the same things we do. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very relatable, right? <laughs> very relatable. 
So I'm going to take a moment. We're moving through this quickly. I know some of you are like, oh, I got stuff too, and that's awesome. I'm glad that you have that eagerness. Um, this is going to be, uh, this is the P and the hope. We have hear from God through the scripture passage, observe, observe what it says, then put it into practice. And this is really key in anything we're doing, whether it's in a large group like this for studying or hearing God's word, or in your personal quiet times or devotion times during the week. We want to both read or hear God's word, but we want to put it into practice. And Jesus actually talks about that a lot. And I've been studying a lot about that, like about obeying what God says. Jesus once shared a story, you might remember this, of two, it was a parable, essentially of two people building a house. One was considered a wise builder, the other one was foolish. And honestly, when I first used to hear this story, I always thought about it was just building your life on Jesus, because in Sunday school, that was always the focus of it. But the more I've read this passage, I realized the wise builder actually heard God's word and put it into practice. You guys remember the story? And the foolish builder heard the word of God, but did not put it into practice. And when a storm came and hit the houses, the one that was built on the sand, the foolish builder, crumbled where the wise builder built on the rock. So it's interesting that building on the rock in that parable is actually talking about hearing God's word and then do it. So if we want a life that's also firmly built upon the rock in that parable, we need to hear God's word this morning, but then also be obedient to apply it. Is everybody with me? Hope so? All right, cool. Wrapping this up. You're kind of like, come on, Jim, let's finish it up. We are getting there. Um, so let's talk about just the practical. This is some personal reflection. If you got something you're writing with, journaling, a, a phone, let, let's get real with it. But let's put it into practice. How can you personally and specifically live out what God is showing you in this text? So we learn things about Jesus. We learn things about people. We learn how we can relate to some of those people in this text. How is God asking you to apply God's word specifically within the next day or two. So if you're trying to get, like, sometimes it's easy to have an ambiguous thing, but very specifically, the next day or two, how can you apply this? So take a moment to think about it. Ask the Holy Spirit, God, how can I apply it? Maybe the Lord's already showed you, like, oh, yeah, I know how to apply this scripture. God's already convicted me or showed you something. Take a moment to think about it. Write it down. If you're near someone else, you can share that with them or whatever. But let's just take about a minute just to kind of think about, we don't want to just be hearers of God's word. We want to be hearers, like James said, hearers and doers of God's word. Take a moment to think about it, and then we'll be wrapping up uh, just in a moment with the message with encouraging someone. So just think about that. How can you apply this in the next day or two? And for some of this can be a challenge if we're not used to moving towards application. But it's good. It's good to be stretched. So as you're thinking about personally specifically living it out, you can either put it down on your phone, write it on a piece of paper, but it's helpful sometimes just to say, I will do this from what God has shown you through his word this morning. Um, so for me, for example, I was just praying about it while I was up here. Um, I feel like my I will statement for today would be, um, I will approach God as a dearly loved child who obeys his word each day after I read it. And so that's my I will. So for today, I'm going to look at reading God's word and then applying it as a beloved child. It felt like what the Lord was reminding me of this morning. If you want to write down what the Lord's showing you, and then I encourage you, if you're with a family or friend, or maybe you can text someone, have someone encourage you in that today or tomorrow. Hey, can you follow up with me? Just pray for me. I really want to be both a hearer and doer of God's word, and can you, uh, can you encourage me in that? Um, it's just like, just like in the realm of exercise. Sometimes we can want to go do some kind of exercise, and we learn how to do the exercise, but unless we're actually doing it, we're not growing in that specific exercise. And same thing with spiritual things. If we want to grow, 
not from a religious standpoint, but as an obedient, beloved child of the King. We want to be faithful to that. The last thing, and I'm going to invite up the worship team at this time. I'll be wrapping up with a song and a benediction. The last part of hope, hear from God through the scripture passage, observe what it says, put it into practice. The last one's encourage someone. So who are you going to tell about what you discovered this week? And so this is pretty new for probably a lot of us. A lot of times we take our, uh, we take our faith and we personalize it, and there's a personal component to it. But God's word is so good, we can share it with others. Amen? I hope so. It's so, so good. And I'm so challenged to see an 11-year-old in San Diego who just loved the Word of God. He's like, i got to share it with someone. He knew the Word. He could summarize the Word. And he could tell it on the street. Or in our case, on the farm. <laughs> right? On the campus. As we're going about our day with a family member. Maybe there's a family member you could share this with. Take a small step of faith of obedience. Lord, I'm going to share this with my parents, or maybe my kids, or I'm going to call up uh, my brother and sister today and be like, hey, can I share a story that God really encourages me today at church? Um, and to just let them be blessed by that. See if there's anything that the Lord wants to show them through that. But let's both be hearers and doers and sharers of God's word. God's kingdom is advancing all over the place, all around the globe. And I titled today's message, Kingdom Unleashed. I'm believing that God wants to unleash things in each of us together as a church body that as we decrease and Christ increase, that we can be vessels that are open to be used by God on the campuses this semester, in our community. If the Lord allows us to go beyond St. Lawrence County and other places God brings us, maybe different countries if you have the opportunity to travel, Lord, I want to be open to be used by you anywhere. God, I don't want to segment you to 60 minutes to 90 minutes on a Sunday, to an hour prayer meeting during the week, to a Bible study that lasts maybe two hours. God, I want to be available at any time, even if you're sweaty, dirty, at the bottom of a mountain, right? Lord, I want to be available to be used by you and be ready to make the most of every opportunity for the glory of God. Let's pray. God, we just thank you, Lord, that you are so good. God, thank you that your word just speaks life. Thank you, my brothers and sisters. God, we got to pray together. We got to share together. Lord, we are equipped to go out this week and share what we have received. God, we are not meant to be consumers, but givers, God givers of the message of hope, the message of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that we can pray. And Lord, I'm praying that there were miracles this morning, that God will hear testimonies. But God, there's people at the bottom of mountains. There's people in the stores and on the campus that are hurting. They are hurting, God. They don't know you. God, they have physical ailments. They're separated from Jesus. There's food that's needed, a blanket that needs to be put around their shoulders. God, could you use us, not to care for all St. Lawrence County, but to even just care for one person this week, God. Lord, may we decrease and you increase in us. In Jesus' name, amen.